0: Welcome to the Bucket List Project Podcast, a weekly show that talks about stories from a pursuit of nomadic lifestyle around the world, interviews with interesting people who I met in this journey, and a generous dose of thought-provoking conversation around travel as a lifestyle choice. If you love to listen on topics revolving around travel, then this will be a perfect companion for the ride to office, your morning jog, or in general when you're winding down for the day. We will have new episodes releasing every Friday, so do share and subscribe to our podcast and get your weekly share of travel inspiration. When I say the word paddy, I am pretty sure a lot of people relate to the world of scuba diving instantly. You know, they are so synonymous with diving that people don't say I want to get open water diving certification. They just say I want paddy certification. You know, I myself have been guilty of this generalization way back in 2016 when I got my first certification. Uh, while I've continued with uh, the education track uh, till I got my uh, MSDT rating, the instructor rating, uh, I didn't realize this much later in my journey that Paddy is an organization and they give out the certifications. Uh, a brief stroll through history takes us back to 1996 when Paddy was founded by John Cronin and Ralph Erickson, who decided to make scuba diving accessible for recreational diving. You know, at that time, scuba diving was an exclusive club re- reserved for the military forces and the commercial exploration. And common people like us uh, could not even think about scuba diving. But then uh, the uh, PADI founders, they decided to break down this technical sport into easily digestible modules so that a common pan can learn and enjoy the sport. Over a period of many decades, they have now certified close to about 29 million divers worldwide and are considered to be the largest association body responsible for training and membership. Uh, From a vision of just two divers to now a leading organization responsible for shaping scuba diving industry, PADI has come a long, long way. They've also been a leading voice for uh, conservation, which manages four evergreen programs uh, through public funding like marine debris, shark protection, community grants, and marine protected areas. Uh, Their evolution as an organization is a reflection of their mission statement. To create a billion torchbearers to explore and protect the ocean. To achieve this dream of billion torchbearers, I am pretty sure India, being the largest population, has a role to play and a very r- crucial role that too. Indians currently are a very minuscule percentage of the 29 million uh, strong fa- paddy members family. But uh, I am confident that that is Very quickly changing. How will this shape over the next decade? What does Paddy think about India as a demographic market for scuba diving and what do they have in plan? Let's see. I'm Srinath Shankar, your host, a Paddy scuba instructor, co-founder of Pickyard Trail, India's fastest growing leisure travel brand, a digital nomad and a slow travel proponent. Today's topic of podcast is the future of diving and India. I'm going to be joined by PADI's regional manager for India, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh, Anisha Kumar. She is a PADI veteran, having spent more than a decade teaching students, and later on as a PADI uh, staff instructor, training instructors at the highest level. She has seen the growth of the organization very closely, and now, in some sense, is responsible for shaping the scuba diving landscape in India, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh. She is also considered a leading voice of authority on scuba diving in India and also in marine conservation and I am looking forward to bringing her interesting perspectives to our listeners in this podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Anisha. It's such an honor to have you on the show. Um, while I was trying to reach out to you, I had seen your LinkedIn profile as well, which mentions that you've been a staff instructor, a conservationalist, and now you moved to the paddy side uh, where you're regional manager for India, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka. That seems like a a life very well lived, you know. Uh, So, why don't you give us a brief glimpse into your journey till now and your relationship with diving as such, so that I
1: So, Sheena, thank you so much for having me here today. It truly is a pleasure and uh, very, very happy to be here. So, to tell you a little bit about my journey with diving, you know, in a nutshell. uh, So, I come from a military family. My father was in the Indian Navy. So, that love for the ocean definitely started very, very early on. In terms of, you know, my professional journey in what I like to call my other life or before I started diving, I worked in corporate entertainment marketing out of Mumbai for about five years. It was during this time uh, that I planned a holiday to the Andaman Islands and did my open water and advanced open water courses. And this is when I fell absolutely in love with scuba diving. From then on, as they say, the rest is history. So I sort of packed up my bags, wrapped up my apartment in Mumbai and uh, sort of started my journey on that professional track with diving over the last decade i've been instructing i've been working as a staff instructor as well as managing dive centers in locations like the andaman islands in india uh, indonesia thailand uh, i even had the pleasure of working on a cruise liner for a short while in the caribbean islands uh, so you know it's been a great run i've thoroughly enjoyed working with diving and it's given me the opportunity to not only travel to all these amazing places meet all these wonderful people, but also to, you know, explore our oceans and, uh, you know, really build a career with diving over the years. Over the last two years, that's sort of when I transitioned to the agency side. So I started working with Paddy as a regional training consultant in September 2022. And uh, from then on, I've sort of moved into a regional manager role um, in about, you know, a little over seven months ago. So, so far, so good. Very exciting times and looking forward to, uh, you know, the the, the years ahead.
0: Uh, that's an interesting journey. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's such a coincidence that, uh, you know, my past guests also on this show, a lot of them come from, uh, you know, Army background or a Navy background. So, so, so are you from a Navy background. And my father was also from Air Force. So, it seems like... Uh, You know, this uh, uh, army background is a constant narrative for people to explore newer things beyond the normal. Uh, Seems like a common thread. Uh, The second thing, very interestingly, that you mentioned is that uh, you, you know, got into scuba diving through serendipity, through your holiday. It was not a a planned choice, but eventually it happened, which is also a way a lot of people, you know, discover their uh, calling, true calling, right? Uh, and now, now that you're in Paddy, you are actually you know, shaping the uh, views of a lot of people with respect to scuba diving, Paddy being a leading organization, being the leading voice for scuba diving. That's, that's a great journey altogether. So, in fact, um, given that you are, you are on the other side uh, working with Paddy, I wanted to ask this. I, I, st- I wanted to start the podcast with this particular question because in 2019, I've been following Paddy's journey as well. Uh, in 2019, Paddy changed its uh, tagline from the way the world learns to dive, which itself is a very meaningful uh, you know, tagline. From there, it has moved to seek adventure, save the ocean. There seems to be a lot of underlying interesting themes while this tagline change has happened. You know, can you share some thoughts in terms of what, behind, what went behind the scenes to make this change happen? Because this seems like a very thought, well thought out uh, change that Paddy wanted to do.
1: Absolutely, Srinath. You know, that's a very interesting question. So, you know, in 2019, uh, Paddy underwent a very thoughtful evolution uh, in its mission and vision. And this was largely driven by a deep understanding of what our role is in the global community. The decision to change the tagline was rooted in the realization uh, that PADI has become more than just a diving education platform, you know. The legacy of over 50 years of dedication, passion, and trust uh, built by our loyal members and divers position us as the undeniable authority in diver education. You know, hence the tagline, PADI is, the way the world learns to dive. However, you know, as highlighted by our president and CEO, Drew Richardson, we found that PADI's mission was transcending those traditional boundaries. So, you know, we've grown into a global community dedicated not only to exploring the underwater world, uh, but also to actively stewarding and protecting our oceans hence the shift in our tagline to uh, seek adventure and save the oceans this is a reflection of this broader commitment as an agency our vision for the future is clear to create a billion torchbearers who actively explore steward and protect our oceans this tagline it is you know it isn't just a catchphrase uh, it's a true call to action seek adventure emphasizes the thrill of exploration the joy of discovery and the transformative power of the paddy experience. At the same time, Save the Oceans underlines our commitment to environmental stewardship and the role each individual can play in healing our oceans through conscious choice and action. Paddy's tagline, cha- uh, sorry, Paddy's tagline change is a testament to our evolution as an organization that not only educates, but also inspires and empowers individuals to make a positive impact on the world. It's all about fostering a community of torchbearers who are not only passionate about diving, but also dedicated to the long-term health and sustainability of our
0: oceans. So
1: I hope this, you know, sort of answers your question um, as to why we've had this change in tagline.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get, I get um, you know, I kind of understand now that uh, you wanted to have a broader vision and include, uh, you know, saving the planet as and saving the ocean, as you rightly said, as one of the additional responsibilities that Paddy wants to uh, propagate and make a change in the world, which is interesting. But you also mentioned something uh, very curious, which is uh, to create a billion torchbearers to explore and protect the ocean which is like a bold statement, you know, a billion is a lot of people, like that's almost uh, 75% of India as a population, right? So, which is a huge number. So, how do you break this down and where does India feature in this to, you know, kind of create a one billion torchbearer community is a big vision. So, how how do you think that you're gonna go about doing this and how does India feature in all of this narrative?
1: So Sheena, to answer this question, you know, it's important to first understand what our timelines are at an agency level, right? So our goal, or Paddy's goal rather, is that by 2030, we are committed to having a community of a billion torchbearers who are committed to creating that positive ocean change. This means that anyone around the world, including of course India, which is a key market for us at this time, you know, we're seeing that strong year-on-year growth. Uh, So anyone, including our divers and, you know, our torchbearers in India who would like to help save our oceans can join PADI and you can do this irrespective of whether you are a certified diver or not, right? So the torchbearer program extends to non-divers as well. And you can do this by being an advocate for our shared blue planet. PADI's decade of ocean action is a comprehensive plan to achieve crucial conservation goals. I'll briefly take you through what these goals are to give you a better understanding. So these goals include marine debris reduction through strategic partnerships and our PADI-Aware Community Grants Program, the creation of marine protected areas. So our goal is that we plan to protect 30% of the ocean globally by collaborating with partners and expanding programs like Adopt the Blue. Now, quite simply, what adopt the blue is that we in, is, is that we encourage our partner dive centres and members to take ownership and responsibility for local dive sites in their areas. So they organise activities like uh, dive against debris, uh, data collection and uploading, and these are very very valuable. Um, this is all very valuable information and activities that we can conduct at a domestic level. We also are working towards protection of marine species, so Paddy is committed to safeguarding 20 vulnerable shark and race species globally through in-country conservation campaigns. Uh, we have our coral reef recovery programs and our goal with this is to restore 5% of coral reef habitats globally through our citizen science programs and projects again that are funded specifically for key coral reef habitats. And last but not the least, carbon footprint footprint reduction. So achieving carbon neutrality across uh, the paddy organization supply chain, and of course mobilizing our paddy torchbearers to restore, protect, and fund uh, seagrass habitats to offset carbon. Regarding India's role specifically, now we have to keep in mind that India has become one of the fastest growing regions, showcasing resilience, you know, even in very challenging times. The increasing demand for certifications in India has created a very exciting opportunity for PADI members, and we foresee a continued growth of approximately 20% year-on-year. PADI envisions a future where the global community, including India, actively participates in this decade of ocean conservation, contributing to positive ocean change. The growth trajectory of India as a diving destination aligns with PADI's mission and the organization is committed to empowering the Indian diving community to become torchbearers in, as part of these, uh, as part of our collective effort.
0: Hmm. I- interesting. You know, I- India is also uh, a very interesting geography, uh, so to speak. You know, it has seventy uh, five hundred kilometers of coastline, both uh, both from you know the west coast and east coast put together. Many inland rivers. Uh, all of that is there, but Indians are also not known to explore it uh, that much. It's only estimated that only what two percent of Indian population knows swimming. Uh, this uh, I, I understand can be a barrier while introducing uh, uh, Indian marketing to serious diving right. So how does Paddy kind of address this very specific lack of swimming? Uh, through their programs or how do they want to cater it to uh, Indian audience slightly differently is there anything that you want to add over here
1: yes absolutely so uh, first off you know when we are talking about two percent of the Indian population we must first be you know acknowledge the fact that that is still a fairly significant number Uh, you know so two percent we're still talking a population of about 28 million which is a great um, start you know to uh, in terms of the audience that we currently have to work with. This is the population of, you know, a little, we're a little shy of the combined population of countries like Australia and New Zealand, for example. Now, uh, keeping that in mind, of course, you know, this is definitely an area where we can improve. And this is a a big area of focus for us from an agency standpoint as well, as we look at the growth and evolution of the scuba diving industry and divers in India. Now, keeping that in mind, uh, let's talk first about a few organic shifts that we're seeing in the market, right? We're seeing today in India, we have over 200 IB schools, you know, so we're seeing that shift in today's youth. We're seeing a shift in that culture and attitude towards water. More and more kids today do have access to those swimming facilities. It is being included as part of their curriculum at schools. Uh, So we will see that slow organic shift happening with the diver, you know, more scuba ready uh, Indians in the years to come, so to speak. The other thing to keep in mind, and this is again something that, you know, we are seeing is that with the growth in infrastructure, especially across our tier one and tier two cities, you know, places like Bombay, Delhi, Bangalore, Chennai, uh, Kolkata, and, you know, even some of the tier two cities, we're seeing a growth in the infrastructure that is available to people. So more access to private and public swimming pools. We're seeing more and more adults who are taking the effort and initiative to learn how to swim, you know, even at a later age. So these are, you know, all very promising and very heartening signs and having said that from an agency standpoint what uh, what we have on offer and what we are actively promoting in country are our paddy swim school programs we run this in uh, collaboration with an organization called starfish aquatics and the focus of this really is exa- and we're basically putting together curriculums for for swimming programs you know to offer uh, people pan India, especially across the mainland, the opportunity to enroll for regular swimming lessons and get
0: their swimming skills up to speed or up to par. Great, great. You know, uh, I can also see that the slowly and steadily uh, the industry in India is picking up for sure. The interest f- from consumer perspective, uh, I think it's at a all time high compared to, you know, last decade. A Lot of people are now slowly getting interested in scuba diving and we also have uh, pockets of you know diving community farming in India like Pondicherry, Goa, Kerala, Andaman and Lakshadweep. Uh, but I would like to assume that the industry is still in its infancy you know compared to other Southeast Asian uh, countries like uh, Thailand or uh, or uh, Indonesia given you have seen the India story very closely while working here and the outside story because you've worked in multiple other places What do you think is like the blueprint of success uh, recommended for India to create a next diving destination globally from India?
1: Okay, so, you know, I'd like to start by saying that, you know, from an agency standpoint, we see this as being a very, very exciting time for the India market uh, from a scuba diving perspective. The potential uh, for the growth of this industry in India is immense. And our focus right now is, you know, we are working diligently to lay the groundwork for its growth. Education, awareness, and changing perceptions are at the forefront of our strategy to position India as that uh, premier dive destination. So as part of our efforts, you know, if we first look back to about to the year 2022, uh, that's when we first collab. We had our first paddy celebrity ambassador Diver collaboration. So we had gotten Bollywood actress, Bollywood actor Pariniti Chopra on board. Uh, and with her help, the idea was to raise awareness about ocean conservation and, of course, uh, showcase scuba diving as a sport in India. Building on this momentum uh, this year, and I'm very excited about this, uh, we have recently signed on, again, you know, Bollywood celebrities Sonakshi Sinha and zahir Iqbal. Uh, they will, again, they will also be very, very crucial to amplifying our efforts in 2024, you know, really getting that good word out. In addition to our celebrity signings, uh, we will also soon be announcing four new paddy ambassador divers from India who are kind of, you know, very, uh, they you know, they're strongly hitting our TG or our target audience when we look at scuba diving as a sport. You know, so they're already sort of rooted in that adventure sports space. They're already putting out a lot of really great content and engaging with those young people across India.
0: So we are very excited to work. These are people from common walks of life, or uh, the paddy ambassadors. They're from common walks of life, right? Common walks,
1: yes. So uh, some of them are already social media influencers. You know, they have that following. Uh, They are already very passionate about scuba diving and, you know, other adventure sports in this space. So we find them to be, you know, we find that they would be a great fit to onboard to, you know, help build more baseline awareness about scuba diving as well as to create a spotlight on our different domestic dive locations and paddy courses, of course. So the idea is to really to work with them to build that awareness and get that good word out. Uh, We've also made a very, very conscious choice uh, to showcase some of our fantastic women ocean warriors and industry leaders within the Paddy family to help grow this segment of divers in India. You know, we really want to see more women in diving across the board, you know, right from recreational divers to professional divers and industry leaders. Uh, So the idea is to identify, motivate and help grow more women in diving in India as well. India's growth trajectory has been remarkable and very, very consistent over the last 15 years. Uh, We rebounded to the 2019 certification numbers very swiftly, so, you know, pre-pandemic numbers and have been hitting record highs year on year since then. We forecast a 15 to 20 percent year on year growth for the foreseeable future, not only on the domestic front, but also with our outbound Indian travelers, which is, again, a very, very uh, significant market for us. So the demand uh, for diving professionals in India is significant and a key area of focus for us is, you know, while we build our marketing and awareness building efforts, we also need to nurture. And this, this is really what we're working on right now is nurturing a pool of skilled professionals so we can ensure that that high standard of diving education um, can further contribute to the industry's growth. So the idea is to create a robust infrastructure of in, of paddy instructors and paddy course directors to support this increasing demand for certifications in India.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um, you know, we we obviously we've talked about um, you know the ocean conservation uh, part of it in our previous uh, uh, conversation as well, right? Uh, it's something that I've also taken personal interest to, but for a lot of people, uh, like ocean conservation, its importance is still unknown. Uh, why don't you kind of throw some light in terms of why it is important and especially when you call it out that this is the decade of ocean conservation for Paddy as well in terms of focus. Why is it important in the current context of the world? uh it'll kind of your perspective uh, will kind of add a lot of uh, gravity to this situation and educate our listeners a bit more in terms of why ocean conservation at this time sounds important
1: okay so you know we've touched upon this a little like you said you know when we spoke about our mission and vision and what our goals are with our torchbearers and on the conservation front but I think, uh, you know, to put it quite simply, as scuba divers, uh, we can only visit the ocean for a short while. Yet this part of our planet, you know, it continues uh, on its 24-hour cycle to support, in support of us. So ironically, with 8 billion people on the industrialized planet now, uh, the future of the world's ocean has never been more dependent on our decisions and actions to prioritize ocean life support. Humanity and ocean are both vulnerable and, you know, they're both co-dependent on each other. Uh, So, you know, collectively, such individual actions taken by one billion ocean torchbearers can scale into positive ocean change. As torchbearers who live to explore and protect the ocean, all of us will do well to remember that, you know, everything that we do matters and, you know, has that impact. We teach, we guide, we story tell, and we inspire divers and others to share their love for the sea. We encourage constructive individual action to make a collective difference. Ocean torchbearers are a growing force that will scale the power of one person exponentially across the planet. And as a community, we have the capacity to set into motion a monumental and positive force, uh, not only for restoring, but also for protecting our oceans, uh, both at a domestic level as well as at an international scale.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, and uh, uh, just linking it back, uh, some of the goals that you mentioned previously, Uh, also linked to this, right? Uh, Especially the ones that you were talking about uh, just before, protecting marine species, protecting marine protected areas, coral reef recovery, uh, all of those programs are very linked to this uh, narrative, right? And even increasing, decreasing the carbon footprint and going carbon neutral, all of these seem like, yeah, 1 plus 1 seems to be adding uh, to whatever you said. Uh, now that I've had a lot of uh, heavyweight questions thrown at you, uh, I thought that I'll probably light up the conversation as well. Um, I just uh, wanted to get to know you as a scuba diver. What is your ideal definition of an awesome dive? Because a lot of people, for them, scuba diving could be a a first-time experience, right? Uh, For you, what is the definition of an awesome dive? Honestly, Srinath. Every
1: dive is an awesome dive. <laughs> I'm usually quite happy just being in the water. Um, but, you know, having said that, for me, diving, yes, you know, it is really cool when you go on that dive and you see something really special, maybe a manta ray or, a, uh, you know, a whale shark. But that aside, what I personally really love about diving is that it gives me the opportunity to really disconnect, you know, for that hour or so that I'm in the water so it's a, you know, it's not a, just, a, I think there may be a misconception around diving, you know, it doesn't have to be this high adrenaline, uh, extreme sport. For me, it's very meditative, it's very relaxing. Uh, and it's a great way to sort of disconnect from the hustle and bustle of day to day life. So that's personally what I really enjoy about diving. And of course, uh, you know, having said that, I've loved my diving across Southeast Asia, especially the Andaman Islands. I like diving in warm tropical waters. And, you know, these regions offer a nice mixed bag of your big fish action as well as wonderful uh, macro life. So, yes, definitely have really enjoyed my time diving around Southeast Asia and the Andaman Islands.
0: You know, the key operating word you mentioned is that warm tropical waters. I have not been able to make my mind uh, diving in cold water yet. Uh, While there are obviously a different set of people who enjoy doing it. There are, in, in fact, specialized courses to do, you know, cold water diving. I'm yet to make up my mind in terms of diving in cold water uh and do you have like any uh, bucket list uh, is it like all done because you've been diving for a decade or you still have some places that you want to explore
1: the oh the bucket list will never be done it is never ending there's so much fantastic di- fantastic diving you know to discover and explore across the planet um, and you know depending on which part of the world you're in you get to see all these different exciting marine life you know different underwater topography So the bucket list is definitely never-ending. But yes, I think what I'm looking forward to next personally is visiting Lakshwadeep later this year uh, and going diving there. So it'll be my first time diving in Lakshwadeep. I've heard fantastic things about the diving there and I'm very, very excited to uh, explore the waters.
0: Lakshwadeep now is also a lot in, uh, you know, in terms of uh, in focus, given that in the last one or two months narrative, right? Can you like just uh, a a brief idea in terms of how diving in Lakshadweep would look like? Because uh, not that it it is uh, given the fact that it has been less explored till now. Maybe a a brief uh, about what to expect in Lakshadweep.
1: I think the diving there is fantastic. You know, I think world class diving comparable to uh, comparable and if not better than most parts of Southeast Asia. Uh, So in terms of life and like life and visibility, uh, what you're seeing is similar to this, you know, to Maldives, to Thailand, to some parts of Indonesia, if you had, if I had to draw comparisons. But what is lovely about these islands is that they are still relatively untouched, Uh, you know, so we're going in, I would anticipate a very robust and healthy marine ecosystem
0: in around these islands. Interesting. Interesting and given that your uh, staff instructor background do you still teach like for your close family or friends
1: not as much as i would like to because with the current job i don't have that much time on hand but yes i whenever i can find the time i do try and get back into the water and uh, i'm regu- and teach some courses so currently i'm working towards uh, i'm planning some dive training in the second quarter of this year. So I have some courses planned out that I'll probably be running out of Goa right here where I live. Um, And apart from that, you know, I would like to learn a bit more about freediving. So I plan to do a freediving course. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, freediving is also becoming quite a big, uh, interesting sport in India. Uh, Like uh, last week, I was speaking with Mario, um, another freediver, and he was also mentioning that. Nice, nice. Uh, And do you remember your first time What was it like? Uh, I'm assuming that is what got you hooked in. Uh, So can you like relive your first dive that you did? So,
1: okay. So Srinath, if you'd like to know about the uh, first dive that got me hooked, that is different from my first dive, but I'll tell you a little bit about that. So uh, like I mentioned earlier, I did make my way to the Andamans to do my uh, open water and advanced open water course. That's how I got started with scuba diving. It was the last dive of my uh, advanced open water course. Uh, This was my night dive. And I think that was incredibly special for me, you know, just seeing all that wonderful bioluminescence underwater and then surfacing to see a sky full of stars. All in all, it was a very magical experience. And I think it was that dive uh, that made me take the decision to continue with diving in a more serious way and to take it up professionally Uh, and no regrets looking back you know it's been a wonderful journey but yes that first night dive for me was very very special and it's to this day I I, it's one of my favorite styles of diving I really enjoy night diving.
0: Yeah I can absolutely relate with that because um, for me also the night dive was very very different from all the dives that I had done and it made it lot more interesting for me and the number of people that I speak to all of them seem to very vividly remember their first night dive for some reason especially if there's bioluminescence they are able to enjoy that all the more and it makes it very very different right like the movie Avatar Uh, yeah Uh, so anyways uh, as a parting thought for uh, a budding diving enthusiast who's going to start for the first time Uh, why should they explore this if you had to do make a you know very honest pitch to them like why should they explore this what would it be
1: okay i'll try my best not to make this sound like a pitch but you know try and speak from the heart but uh, you know honestly embarking on a scuba diving journey it's like unlocking a door to an entire universe uh, beneath the waves Scuba diving, it, to me, it isn't just a sport, it's a transformative experience and uh, it really does help you connect with nature in ways that uh, you could have never imagined. The weightlessness, the silence, uh, the sense of freedom underwater, it uh, creates a truly magical escape from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. So, you know, my, my advice would be to embrace the learning process with enthusiasm Each lesson will bring you one step closer to becoming, you know, that proficient diver. Uh, It's very normal, especially early on, to feel a mixture of excitement and perhaps a little bit of apprehension, but know that every accomplished diver started exactly where you are right now. And uh, as you dive into this passion, remember that the ocean does need more advocates, right? We've spoken about our torchbearers. We need more ocean advocates. So by becoming a scuba diver, you're not just uh, exploring, but you're also becoming a steward of the seas. And that's something that you can take a lot of pride on. So take pride in knowing that your journey contributes to the preservation uh, of marine systems, as well as the promotion of ocean conservation. And, uh, you know, in closing, I would like to invite all of you listening in to seek adventure and save the
0: oceans. Super, super. Thanks a lot, Anisha. This was such a pleasure hosting you on this podcast. Uh, This conversation has at least opened up a lot of perspectives on diving as a sport and India's place in it. And as a PADI member and instructor myself, I will try my best to evangelize this and contribute to the mission of creating a billion torchbearers to explore and protect the ocean. Uh, so wishing you all the best and look forward to you creating more and more interesting narrative for Indian audience with respect to scuba diving and bringing along the Paddy's mission in India to larger audience.
1: Thank you once again, Srinath, for having me. Uh, this was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed the uh, you know being a part of today's podcast and uh, wishing you all the best going forward.
0: Well, this wraps up the episode of the Bucket List Project podcast. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with uh, Anisha and also listening to the Paddy's vision for India and the globe. Uh, If you want to be part of the billion torchbearers uh, who are going to explore and protect the ocean, which is part of the Paddy's vision and mission, uh, I hope this podcast gave you a good glimpse of why you should go about doing it. Anyways, if you liked what you listened to, then please do subscribe to our podcast, which is available both in Spotify and Apple. And I'll see you next week. Until then, have a great time.